0: This is exactly right. Scott, are you ready for one?
1: Hit me, Kurt.
0: Naked man rescued from Duluth sewer.
1: <laughs> taken to hospital. <laughs> we should have taken him to the showers first. Oh, certainly bananas.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome hmm. to Bananas, the show all about the strange, fascinating and absurd. I kind of, uh, do you hear how I said it's fascinating? It's yeah, little, that's fine. It's 4 p.m. That's a 4 mispronunciation. Fascinating.
2: You, a have, two you have two kids. World of
0: ours. I got two kids, man.
1: <laughs> I got dad stuff going on. You don't know my life. No,
0: I'm no. I'm
1: I'm Scotty Landis. I'm actually up. I You're going to see this on Instagram. This is probably, this pod's going to come out about a week after I post it, but I took a little road trip this week to go see Exploding Whale Memorial Park in Florence, Oregon. I'm going tomorrow. This I'm is his commitment to the
0: podcast. <laughs>
1: I, um, I've um i been a fan of the exploding whale story for over a decade, and I said, you know what? It's hot in Southern California. I'm going to Oregon, so I got myself a little Airbnb. I'm in the town of Yahats, which, Kurt, have you ever been to Yahats? No, but it it's sounds great. really good, and I think when all this crap's over and we can actually go sit at these old salty bars and eat some seafood outside, I, I actually mm. think Yahats, Oregon is... It seems like a pretty dynamite town, and I did see the funniest thing today, driving and supporting those local businesses. I mm-hmm. was driving into Yahat's, and I saw a grown man, I would say in his late 50s, walking a ferret on a leash. Hell yeah, that is some small town business. It was Getting
0: awesome. into it with the time. I love, a, I love an animal that doesn't belong on a leash on a leash. I love it. Cats on leashes, ferrets on leashes. I've never seen a bird on a leash, but I bet you it's out there.
1: I bet somebody's put an emu on a leash at some point. I remember that scene in Swiss Family Robinson, uh, the original one. I think Kurt Russell's in it, where the family just all rides animals. There's a race in... There's a great scene in that movie where all the kids, they're all like teenagers and younger. They all just pick an animal and have like a race to be funny. And there's a kid on a baby elephant. There's a person holding on (laughs) to an ostrich. (laughs) There's a monkey (laughs) on a dog. It's just pure chaos. And you know, back then there were like no PETA rules or OSHA rules. So it was really just like, yeah, no stunt people. Just (laughs) just a bunch of young people.
0: (laughs) Ride that ostrich.
1: yeah it's it's incredible but yes uh exploding whale Memorial Park tomorrow so excited oh my God
0: Scotty that you know what that's uh that's an exciting life. do you want to hear about my life right now Mm-hmm. my uh my doctor told me that I okay. uh, drink too much water and that if I continue drinking as much water as I'm drinking, I will I will suffer some sort of horrible thing to me. (laughs) This is, he's been telling me for a year that I drink too much water. uh, Yes. And I've just been like, I I don't want to stop. And I know that this is the most unrelatable bit to everyone in the world. I know everyone in the world doesn't drink enough water. uh, No, I disagree. I I think way too much water.
1: I disagree. I think that people, I've always heard that the eight glasses a day is fake or not real. Uh, And then I also heard that people drink so much water that they flush out nutrients that they're supposed to be digesting, but they end up just peeing it out. Is Is that what's happening happening to you?
0: That is what's happening to me. I'm low on everything in my blood. I'm thinning my blood. And so finally, he just got like serious with me and he was like, you cannot drink more than seven glasses of water a day. And that's you know, seventy-two or six glasses of water a day. Jesus, seventy-two ounces of water. I was drinking like yeah. two hundred fifty to three hundred ounces. Previously. I mean, Kurt, what are you doing, bud? That's insane. Started, <laughs> look, I started smoking when I was ten. I breastfed until I was three. Okay, I have constant uh-huh. mints in my mouth. I have an oral fixation. I like to always constantly. Yeah. I love drinking. I love eating pussy. I love. I have an oral <laughs> fixation. Yeah. Uh, so listen. So here's the deal, okay? I have to now Uh drink only six glasses of water, which means that I have to keep a glass of water on my counter in one specific place, get rid of all my other water bottles. And now my Uh day Uh is that after I do something that I did like a good job on, if I did a chore, if I did something good. Yeah. My reward is oh to boy. walk over to the kitchen and take a tiny sip of water.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's
0: a, that's a that's thrill ride. my life is right now, okay? That's right. That's when they
1: say, what the would you life. tell your 15-year-old self? If you could go back and tell your six-year-old self, also Kurt's drinking water as he's saying this. I'm watching him on video drinking oh. a celebratory sip, is, I
0: guess. This is one of my six glasses. I knew I was recording a podcast. I was so You're excited. Good, Filled up one glass, knowing full well that I will, because I'm drinking this glass of water now. I will not be able to have my favorite glass of water, which is a glass of water while lying in bed and reading at the end of the night. Oh gosh! And so I'll just be dry mouthed and
1: thirsty, laying in bed. Oh boy! I'm mm. see. This is why this is why you and I are such a good unit because. I probably haven't had a glass of water in three or four years. (laughs) Uh, I think
0: that's most people. (laughs)
1: Uh, Every time I'm out with you guys, like at a bar or whatever, or when we used to be able to do that, like everybody would be doing like a pint glass of water after every couple drinks. I just forget to do it. Some days I'll drink water and I'll be like, wow. Like it's an adult thing to be like, man, this is good. I should (laughs) drink. I should do this more often. Oh boy! So we'll meet. I'll give you some of my blood. My blood is thick. It's like a, it's like a a crude oil. It's so nutrient just a rich. Chowder, yeah, just a I, red I, chowder. My philosophy is just like if my body never knows what it's like to be properly hydrated, it it's making the adjustments for me already. So I'm I'm happy. I feel like in Yahats, Oregon, I'm just absorbing this ocean spray that's coming my way. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to get into our guest? Maybe we should bring I our guest on. I do
0: so badly
1: want to bring our guest on. Well, we both know Hand Baghdadi, our guest equally. Let's give her a little. Let's give her a little roll in. What What do you have to say about Hand?
0: Hend Baghdadi is a, not only a television producer and a fine human yes. being, but but yes. has brought you some of possibly your favorite TV shows,
1: including yes. Marie Kondo. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Hend Baghdadi. Hi, Hend. How are you?
2: Hi, guys. I'm great. How are you?
0: Thank you so much for coming on the show, Hend.
2: Oh, it's my pleasure.
0: Oh, how's it going? You are uh you're in you've been in the house with a newborn baby since the world ended, haven't you?
2: Uh yeah, it's been it's been really exciting having uh deciding to have a kid and then the world ends and then mm-hmm. we are under mm-hmm. curfew. It's been great. It's been Sweet. really great. I know, I get it. I get yeah. it. Going yeah. crazy. Yeah. Can't get to the grocery store. It's awesome. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. That must be a real pain in the butt. That must oh, be yeah. terrible right now. But we're here to take your mind off
0: it for the next hour. All right?
2: Yeah, I can't That's wait. Right.
0: You know what we're talking about?
2: Bananas?
0: <laughs> That's Bananas good. Bananas is right. Fruit? Specifically, Naked Man Rescued from Duluth Sewer taken to hospital now listen <laughs> this one this has been sent in i was loath to do this one only because no. there is not much information here but okay the amount of people who sent this one in we're not yes. talking we're probably talking about at least 100 people sent this in and the best yes. part is that it Uh, They they originally sent in the first one from yesterday, which was Mm -hmm. uh, search called off for make naked man in Duluth sewer. (laughs) And then the next day it was a new article, naked man rescued from Duluth sewer, taken to hospital. So there's not much details other than uh, uh, the rescue comes after Wednesday afternoon. I'm sorry, I'm quoting here from. KBJR6, Kurt Brownell or com, your weather authority. Uh, and this is written, of course, by Briggs Savage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God. That's such a hard thing. Like you're flirting all night with somebody at a bar and then finally they're like, I'm sorry, I didn't get your name. And you're like, it's Briggs LaSavage. And she's like, I, my friend is kind of sick, so I'm going to go out to the parking lot and get in an Uber and never talk to you again. Man, you know, but, uh, I didn't
0: think that this art, this this story had much to lend itself to the show, but Briggs LaSavage, that's enough. <laughs> just on that, I want to read everything he writes or she. I don't know what Briggs' first name is. Okay,
2: I, Here we yeah. Go. Uh, The rescue
0: comes after Wednesday afternoon when authorities got a report that a person had entered a manhole near 3rd Avenue West. His clothes were Mm -hmm. found near that manhole, according to city (laughs) spokespeople. (laughs) Authorities searched for several hours Wednesday but called off the search when they could not find him. And just after 5 p.m. Thursday, city spokespeople say a (sighs) passerby heard someone calling for help from a manhole outside the Wells Fargo building on the 200 block of West Superior Street. First responders pulled the man out of the sewer and they went, sent him to the hospital because he had hypothermia. And we don't know anything Mm. else.
2: Well, what's the distance? That is such
0: a good question.
2: Because it sounds like he traveled underground.
0: Yeah, Third Avenue West to 200 block, uh, 200 block of West Superior Street. This is in the Twin Ports uh, of Duluth. Uh, so, yeah, who knows? But it's definitely like the guy traveled. I also like that he, he left his clothes. Like he just wanted people to think he got raptured or something.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there's a pile of clothes.
0: About... <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Instead, he's going into actual hell on earth. Uh, this guy, maybe he was doing a Shawshank thing. Maybe he was crawling to freedom and reliving a Shawshank redemption moment. Maybe,
2: I've Maybe he was being chased by bloodhounds. World. Maybe he's oh, a Ninja te-
1: Turtle.
0: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was, it. yeah, because they, did they wear clothes? I
1: think they,
2: they I don't think they didn't.
1: So. They wore band, they wore masks because you masks. can't tell. You and know. then maybe like little fingerless gloves, right?
2: Mm hmm. hmm.
0: But then no, no pants, I don't think. No pants. No. <laughs> That's a thing with most. Um, pants.
1: They were, this actually ties into another story that we can, we can tag this story where in Tennessee, I know a lot of people sent this one into us too, that in Tennessee, they were asking, um, people not to release their, or dump their methamphetamine, their crystal meth into toilets, uh, because they were afraid that the sewer system was going to get so backed up with, (laughs) with meth that it was going to create, um, meth gators, Yeah, uh, and that they were afraid... Super aggressive gators. So maybe this guy was maybe this guy flushed some meth. Maybe he wanted to see a meth gator. I want to see a meth gator.
0: Honestly, there's a lot that- of stories like that in the in the Thames. In sorry, Scott, I cut you off again. Zoom lag. No, but uh, in the Thames, they also had a report of people flushing so much cocaine and meth um, that uh, they were worried about the eels. That the eels were getting hyper aggressive. <laughs> yeah. that's
1: so cool yeah that's did you guys a have a hand where did you go to middle school where were you in middle school
2: i was in cairo egypt
1: you were in cairo
2: mm-hmm. how's middle now school well this in cairo. is
1: actually yeah exactly that's what i was gonna say and the second part of that question is did you guys have dare officers in cairo <laughs> <laughs> Just,
2: we did not have dare officers we had uh we had uh, the brotherhood trying to get us to behave, which was very, oh. very convincing at the time. Um, it was uh, it was intense, but we used to our our animals are more like camels and horses, and we didn't have mm-hmm. like underground sewer situation. Although the Nile, you know, had really was so disgusting. And the and it's so polluted that we actually our nursery rhymes were about staying away from the water. <laughs> really? Of the yeah, because like there's so much uh, like bad viruses and bacteria that like people would, would die from like, oh, wow. like. it was Really very intense. <laughs> but it wasn't from like meth; it was from like feces. Yeah. Disgusting. Is yeah. it
0: still? Is it still that dirty?
2: Yes. Yes. Very oh, much. Oh man! Oh,
1: they didn't just clean it up. Yeah, bummer. <laughs> there's, there's
2: no cleaning
0: it up. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't have. Okay, I don't have a meth story, and I don't have a turtle story, but I do have a nature. story. Come on,
1: um, give it to us. Is that?
0: I don't know if did you know me, Scotty, when I was a real fan of riding in trunks?
1: <laughs> uh, I know that okay. was somehow slightly bu- before my time.
0: Yeah, it was a little bit before your time. It was also a big high school thing, big college thing, especially when like there would be one car available. I would always opt to ride in the trunk, uh, and I loved okay. it. And I haven't done it in <laughs> many years, but maybe uh-huh. ten or twelve years ago, we were in up upstate New York. We only had one car. We we're going to this party, and nice. I opted to ride in the trunk. But then I thought and I was a little drunk, and I thought it would be very funny. If while I was in the trunk, I found that I actually could take my clothes off, and I thought it would be funny if then they like <laughs> popped the trunk yes. and I was just nude in the trunk. Um, yes. So then I wiggle out of my clothes, and it's very difficult to get out of your clothes in a Honda Civic trunk. Uh, and I'm totally naked, but then I get, but then it's like a 20 minute ride. And I did it in the first five minutes. <laughs> and so then I start having like second thoughts about it. Like maybe there's a bad idea, like, Like, I know my girlfriend here, but they're her friends. Like, it wasn't like my close group of friends. Uh, And so I was like, oh, this is maybe not a good idea. I should get my clothes back on. And then I physically can't bend enough to like put my pants back on and everything. So then what happens (laughs) is I know from riding in trunk slot, is you can always pop in like. Cars made after like 86 or something. You can usually pop the trunk from the inside. So as Great. we pulled in, I gathered my clothes, popped the trunk, and then just ran, like jumped out and ran, but n- <laughs> didn't think about it really. And I ran around. The way I ran, which was unfortunate, was right in front of the headlights of the car. right <laughs> so- So they pulled in, it's completely dark, and just with their headlights out, because it's like the middle of the woods, and then just like the whitest naked man they've ever seen, just like (laughs) streaks in front of them. (laughs) Everybody screams, because they don't think it's me, because I'm in the trunk. Uh, And that is the last time, second to last time I rode in a trunk.
2: How did the girlfriend feel about it?
1: Exactly. She loved it. She thought it was hilarious. So good. You're an artist. You're, you're, an honest, you're an artist on and off the canvas, and that's what I love about you.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's so good. You want one, Kurt? I got another one. Please. Hand here. You're going to love this one, too. Right. This is from the A.V. Club. This was written by Randall Colburn, and this was yeah. sent to us by Christy Klassen, who goes to Kansas State University. Go Wildcats. Um, here's the headline. Get involved, Internet. Help change the name of Dripping Springs, Texas to Pound Town. like <laughs> <laughs> so this is a really good story. So this is from a year ago, but I actually followed up on it, and I can give a little more information, but... So... It sounds dirty, but there's a GoFundMe campaign that started to change the name of Dripping Springs, Texas, which Christy told me there is actually a spring that just drips. It's named after this super lame, sad, drippy spring uh, in Hayes County, and they want to change the name of it uh, to Poundtown. Yes, we know this is kind of offensive. This is what your uncle calls his bedroom, Um, but... The the people who founded the town were named Doctor Joseph and Sarah Pound, and it's spelled Pound, P O U N D. So they were the earliest doctors. They were uh, they had a medical office, they had a hospital, a church, and a schoolhouse, all in and a post office, all kind of in their place. Um, and they think Dripping Springs is a lame name, which it is. It is really an awful name. Um, yeah. So and they wanted to honor. Dr. Pound, who treated Native Americans. Uh, uh, this campaign surpassed its financial goal of uh, $1,854 on Friday, thanks to the donation made by TV host and serial philanderer Jesse James. Sure. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't Jesse James support Pound Town? <laughs> I mean, huh? it's so good. Uh, all donations will go to Friends of the Pound Town House. Um, oh, and that's real. So. So, sometimes I'll follow up when uh, all of our bananimals have DM'd us. Sometimes I'll say, do you have any more details? Uh, and Christy said that when you grow up there, the kids go on field trips to the Pound House, which is so good. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but <laughs> they're making Made in Poundtown onesies. There's other merch you can get that say Made in Poundtown." Town. Uh, obviously, Kurt and I are going to support Pound Town initiative all the way. I'm in, too. But...
2: I mean, yeah, a, we gotta I support mean, like,
1: Pound Town. Th- this is my question: Is that
0: the person who's <laughs> trying to get it going for Doctor Pound? Um, yeah, uh, does he know that Pound Town is a place you can go? Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> has yeah. he ever heard the term "going to Pound Town"? Like,
1: oh yeah oh yeah i think think these are young guys oh Oh, yeah i think these are Uh, young guys i think they're being funny but i think they're also taking advantage of a situation that exists which uh i mean the guys the for the man the doctor and his wife's name were was pound and they founded the town and there's a place called the pound house so (laughs) so my vote is yes um and you know it's funny because like I grew up in Maryland, and the t- a few of my friends lived in a town called Boring Maryland. It's like the Boring Fire Hall had softball and pancake uh, breakfasts, and uh, and I, I love bad names. I love like crappy city names from around the country. Um, well, you grew up in Neptune. That's a cool-ass name. Yeah. That's well, kind of yeah. an amazing name. Yeah. And Cairo, I mean, come on, give me a break. That's on, and when did you move good. from
0: Cairo to here, Hand?
1: in the mid 90s. The mid 90s. How
0: old were you? No, I don't want to reveal your age, but Yeah, uh, never. How no, dare no, you? No, I'll
2: never say. Uh, I was uh 13. Okay. Yeah. Oh,
0: wow, That's 13. Cool. Was it a tough transition? It was great. It was awesome? No,
2: it was awful. Oh. It was horrible. <laughs> it was 13 so horrible. <laughs> such
0: a fragile. 13 is like the most fragile age works. you possibly it's can be. Work.
2: It's the worst because it was like going from, I mean, Cairo like New York, but dirty. Yeah. And then we moved to, I don't want to offend any bananas, but we moved to yeah. a very uh, armpit town called Milburn, New Jersey.
0: Yeah, baby.
2: And I was like yeah, one baby. of three non-white people. It was awful. Oh,
0: it was, shit. It was really, it
2: was crazy. Uh, but, is, uh, Milburn, yeah. is that
0: Northern Jersey?
2: Yeah, there was like right next to Short Hills, and it was a town that had like, instead, of, they called it like the mall at Short Hills because it was one of oh, the malls. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know yeah. it.
2: It was it was Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, boy.
0: middle school sucks enough as it is,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, Yes. To then throw that in the mix.
2: Yeah, it was. It was I, I um, am as a freshman
1: in high school, it was. Uh, oh boy! Really, just fresh. throw her into the fire. But that's why you're like hardened steel. They threw yeah. you into the New Jersey fire, and then you came to Los Angeles, and TV was probably a cakewalk compared to being a 13 year old in Milburn, New Jersey. It was after living in <laughs> Egypt for your entire life. It
2: was. It yeah, was. baby.
1: I um. I went down to Mississippi. God, this was like 15 years ago. I was dating a girl that lived in Mississippi, and she was like, hey, we're doing like a big family get-together. There's string bands. There's all this stuff. We do it every year. You got to come. it would be a nice way for you to meet everybody. So I say, sure. So we go, and the town that we went to is called Hickory. But the town that you pass through to get to Hickory is called Chunky, (laughs) Chunky, Mississippi. (laughs) And they used to do the get together in Chunky, and it's spelled C-H-U-N-K-Y. And I get out, and this is only probably my second or third time to Mississippi, which is way more than the average American uh, has or possibly should go and it was really like i was like you know what i'm just gonna and i was living in brooklyn at the time time i didn't want to come down there some like some yankee and just i don't know be 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 hated instantly yeah So you know, I, I get out of their their family car. I show up you with put her a family or parents. Cowboy hat on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kurt, don't go, <laughs> don't go to Chunky or Hickory. <laughs> and so I get out, and I'm like, I'm just going to keep a low profile. I'm going to say hi. I'm going to be polite. I'm going to grab you know a drink and just g- go with the flow, which is sort of what I always try to do. So I get out. As soon as I get out, there is a guy with like that weird curled cowboy hat like when the sides are all curled up sort of like know, i metro was joking sexual about the cowboy. cowboy hat i did not <laughs> no. know that was a mississippi thing i thought that was a texas no hat. and he he was like a regular i don't know he was older than us but he had a blue t-shirt cut off sleeves that had miller light logo on it and he points at me instantly because he doesn't know me he goes hey who are you and i go hey man i'm scotty uh nice to meet you he goes you like miller light I go, yeah, I love Miller Lite. Uh, you know, yes, don't kill me. And so I go, he goes, come over here. So we go to the back of his truck, and in the back of his pickup, he had this giant cooler that was full of, uh, no exaggeration, 350 iced down Miller Lights. And he grabs me one, pops it open, hands it to me, cheers me, drinks it. He goes, do you love Miller Lite? And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. He goes, not as much as I do. And then he pulls up his shirt and on his chest is a Miller Lite no. tattoo. No, the label no. of a no. Miller Lite. And, no. and not no. the cool, I swear to God, <laughs> and not the cool Lite, L-I-T-E, the like swirly 2000s. It almost looked like a shitty comic book character. But he had a tattoo of Miller Lite on his chest. And that, like my girlfriend and her family had like walked away. And I'm just stuck there standing with a guy just talking about how much we love Miller Light. Light. I'm like panicking. I'm like, who drives the Miller Lite NASCAR? I'm like, I know this is going to come up, but then you know he somebody else showed up and he pointed at him and said, "Do you like Miller Lite?"
0: <laughs> That's amazing oh, to define yourself. I always wonder about that of defining yourself around like the like of a of a of a product that has been has created and has lived for a very long time yeah. before you.
2: Sure,
0: I've never kind of understood that identity.
1: Um, no, people
2: really I do. It. I
1: mean, Cadillac has that. You see people with Cadillac tattoos, and people only Cadillac? like Cadillacs. Cadillac still has some weird Cadillac. handle on a certain really? demographic, and, oh, yeah. yeah,
2: it's like it's like a, the, you know it's it's a status symbol. It's like the cool mm-hmm. for sure. Cadillac the episode when he bought his parents a Cadillac and it like turned everything upside down.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's yeah.
2: right. Because it was like now that he's like showing off how rich he is, like it's like it's really a status symbol.
0: That's right. I would say Cat like yeah. one more time, but I I'll believe you guys. I'll <laughs> believe you guys.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> we gotta higher pitched every time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, we got to take a break for some stories, but you guys want to hear what we're gonna get into when we get back?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Give us a cliffhanging teaser. I want to be sitting on the edge of my stool. <laughs>
0: Pot stamp <laughs> again
1: pushing for removal of man's toilet
0: gardens. <laughs> right after bananas.
2: this.
1: bananas
0: Guys, we're back. All right, here it is. Toilet gardens. We're back with our fantastic guest, Hen Daddy. So sweet. Yeah. Potsdam, again, pushing for removal of man's toilet gardens. This is an awesome story. I got deep into yeah. this. Potsdam is in Potsdam, New York. I think a SUNY school mm. is there. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so there's this guy, Frederick, qu- quote-unquote Hank, <laughs> Robar Sr. <laughs> I love it. When you're like, nickname is just another name that has nothing to do with your name. I love that. Yeah. Where it's always like, Timmy. Me too. Brian yeah. Johnson. <laughs> Frederick Hank Robar Sr. Uh, was, uh, he, he called a meeting because essentially the village, okay, so in. 2004, he wanted to sell... up. He owns a lot of land in Potsdam. Uh, sure. And he wanted to sell... He wanted his own change on one of his properties so he could sell it to a guy who wanted to build a Dunkin' Donuts there. The village okay. refused his request and so instead, yes. uh, as a protest, he, uh, he he created this toilet garden. And now the toilet garden is actually, in my opinion, looks pretty awesome. It's Dozens of toilets buried. That's enough. In the ground, with then posts behind them. uh, Yes. With like heads on the posts, like squiggly monster heads on the posts. And then inside the toilet seat and the (laughs) toilet tank are hundreds and hundreds of bouquets of plastic flowers. Beautiful. It looks crazy and pretty cool. And so then the town of Potsdam... This guy is just waging a war against the town of Potsdam because they refused to do this one thing for him. So they issued him a ticket for a code violation... And Mr. Oh, Robar bullshit. was like, this my my toilet gardens are art and it's my First Amendment right to have them. And then the case was dismissed because the code enforcer officer, John F. Hill, failed to bring documents to the court, which seems to be the, basis, the basic thing yeah. you would do if you're going into court. So then 2008, yeah. that goes away. 2010, the village tried again. Uh, but then okay. the presiding judge resigned amid cocaine use allegations. And the case was what a town. Potsdam, what a town. Oh. It just keeps getting deeper, and the village decided not to pursue it. Now, what has happened in 2018 is they wrote the whole – this village hates this guy so much. So now he has like eight properties in town. Now all of them have toilet gardens on them. Yes. And yes. so they wrote – and they, they, the village hates it, and so they wrote a junk storage law specifically for him. Mm-hmm. And included toilets in the language of a law, and then passed that okay. law, and then said you 're in violation of this law that we just kind of created um, and okay. he has this lawyer he is like a, a a very fancy pants lawyer who 's essentially yeah. you know saying like you 're writing laws to like just to fuck my client over and they 're saying that doctors the reasoning is is that doctors don 't want to move to Potsdam because <laughs> Like There's doctors. a problem because of toilet gardens. Like and Medical
2: doctors are refusing to go <laughs> treat people. I mean,
0: that... Yeah. If, there is a... Like, what they're using is they're using... L- like, legally, they're using this kind of trend that's happening in the United States where, like, rural communities don't have access to good doctors because doctors don't want to live in a rural community. They would prefer to yeah. live okay. where things are happening. Uh, and so... They're saying the reason we, ha- we don't have a good doctor at our hospital is because of the fact that there's these toilet gardens everywhere. And when doctors yeah, right. see them, they say, P.U., I don't want to live here. <laughs>
1: Uh, They're they're like, we have 400 proctologists and no (laughs) ear, nose, and throat doctors. It's a problem because we have some ear, nose, and throat issues, but our butts are clean. This is
0: whenever I imagine – because you know you always imagine like you have in your mind that whole idea of like, I'm going to get out of the big city and I'm going to live in a small town. And then – you, no no yeah. <laughs> henda's shaking her head she's never living yeah, in a small town
2: i would be town. so terrified living in a small town in america yeah so, i yeah. think you're right i yeah, think yeah. yeah i get that yes. i get that and you'd also- have to be
1: hannah bridgewater and they'd still be like <laughs> what kind of bridge and how dark is that water <laughs> <laughs> it's very light it's uh, milk it's a milk bridge <laughs>
0: But also then I see things stuff like this and I'm like, "Oh, when you know everyone in town, everyone is up into your shit at all times." Yeah. That's yeah. rough. So, toilets for a flowers. David? Wait, what hand?
2: Do you remember the house of David in LA, the the Hancock no. that had the David statues in the no. front?
0: Oh. It was a, oh, a tell
2: me more. Where the guy, it's like right on like 3rd Street I don't know. Anyway, in Hancock Park, and a guy had put up a, a statue of David, and the neighborhood like was like, "This is ruining our property values. So
1: <laughs> oh god!
2: People. So he just kept adding ones every year, and then his whole house was just like there was like twenty statues of David in the lawn, and the whole neighborhood council was like trying to. Get him to like suit him to bring it down, and he like wouldn't do it. And it was like a very offensive house in LA.
0: Oh man, I love that so much. Also, it's so funny like, one of the greatest pieces. Of art of Western civilization is the David. And they're
1: just like, uh uh, it's got a ding dong. Get it down. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Break it. Break that ding dong off or pull that down. (laughs) Also, the guy was like, that's like influencer bait. He was like a time ahead of his time, really. Like nowadays, everybody would take a photo in that guy's front yard and it would be like pinned and people would be like, okay, it'd be an Instagram tourist trap right now. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Bring it back. Wow. No.
0: I love shit Bring like back. this. I love public art, whether it's to spite the some people because you couldn't fucking put up a Dunkin' Donuts, or if it's for real public art.
1: I prefer real public yeah. art instead of Dunkin'. Donuts. I had a uh, neighbors that <clears throat> were. I had this guy, and he was he was a scoundrel. I doubt he's still alive, but he got pigs. He I lived in the suburbs, but the suburbs on uh, we were very close to a rural part of Maryland, and he got a couple pigs. I don't know if he was going to butcher them. I don't know what he was going to do, or just raise them. But our older neighbors across the street hated it and called the cops on him and he, we everybody it was... People had big they, yards. Everybody like, had, like... Th- why did they three, hate the pigs so much? They, what, what same reason. They thought it, like, was trashy and they were, it was going to bring down property values. And nobody else had any pets besides, like, dogs and cats, So, it, which is actually not true. Somebody had horses somewhere in that area. But, like, but pigs are,
0: like, kind he, of relatively clean. They're, like, as clean as a dog, I understand. Like, you can keep a pig smarter. inside the house, right?
1: Also, we loved it. And the guy had, like, three acres or whatever. So, it was yeah. like, leave him alone. But so, this guy... This guy's name was Pat. Uh... I don't remember anything else about him except where his house was and they got these pigs. But his response to that was he just painted on this giant pig shed where, like, the pigs could go in at night the neighbor's names, which I think were Noel and Dolores. <laughs> and he put it in a big heart. He just put a big heart and he named the pigs Nolan Dolores. And everybody else was just like, oh, this is going to lead to war. But I think ultimately he got arrested or something. But yeah, Noel and Dolores were our neighborhood pigs on Waywood Drive for years and, uh, there was a, I, I, I'm not a, you two are homeowners. I'm not a homeowner, but the, I, the homeowners association shit. Like I remember my parents had to like, if you wanted to change the color of your front door, you had to get it approved. Yeah. And for someone like me who likes banana shit and likes things to be very weird and colorful, I was like, Oh, it was, it was like that moral, it was like that small town outrage where you're just like, I, I don't belong here. <laughs> if I can't paint my door periwinkle blue, it has to be Navy blue. I would uh flip my lid. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: Scotty. Give me a Oh, another. I
1: got a story. So this one I can't say who sent this story because she is a banana who is a librarian but she also is running for public office and she asked me I know not this one. to say. You saw it. Did you have this one today or you just, you no, know, no, I one. didn't have
0: it. I just remember like librarian
1: who's running for public office, keeping it a low profile. Yeah. So big shout out to all librarians out there. Thank Yeah. Libraries are one of the last free public spaces. And any, if you talk to somebody that works in a public library, they have stories. There I is, love. there's a lot going on. I love libraries
0: and I love librarians. Give it
1: up. Me too. In my, here's the in headline my list
0: from of people our- that I give it up for, it goes nurses yeah. first, <laughs> then nurses, then librarians. Yes. And I think it ends there. Oh shit. That's fine. <laughs> I don't give it up for anybody That's- else.
1: Um but I'll just name well, she's the banana of the week just because she, she's running for office and I hope she wins. Um here's the headline. Someone keeps stashing bottles of A1 steak sauce around an Ohio library. <laughs> Okay. So this is kind of a big story. It went viral uh, earlier, and there's actually a whole podcast dedicated to it. Um, But I I grabbed a story that is the more updated version. So this is in Avon Lake or Avon Lake, Ohio. And I'm just going to read this article because it's quick and it's fascinating. The first one showed up last January. A librarian found a clean, delabeled empty bottle of A1 steak sauce on a bookshelf at Avon Lake Public Library. The pattern continued for months. One empty, clean A1 steak sauce bottle would appear in the same way with no trace of the culprit found. Security footage was reviewed. No luck. Excuse me. Unbeknownst to the staff at the time, the last one appeared last July, but by then the staff had accumulated fifty-five bottles. Yeah. A year later, the I know. Uh, a year later, the mystery remains unsolved. Who left the bottles of A1 sauce and why? The questions are unanswered. The bottle bandit remains at large. We may never know the reason behind this saucy mystery. Saucy mystery is cool. That's a good name for a band. Um, mm-hmm. But A1 steak sauce bottles have have stopped appearing. Um. So Shay Altamont, great name, is the public relations and marketing coordinator of this re- Uh, this restaurant. <laughs> the, yeah, this restaurant. It's now a restaurant. You can now eat A1 while you read books uh, of this library. Shay said that through the escapade, the library staff retained a sense of humor, as you should. Everyone had, uh, in general, had a great time with it. Altamont said staff had people bragging. Uh, gave people bragging rights. Say, I remember the day I found a1 steak bottle in mystery section. Some were disappointed they never found one. One person found like five or six. I mean, that's got to be huge. Um, so there is a podcast uh, on the Dewey Decibel podcast, which I'm guessing is a library-related podcast that I will oh, listen man. to. Uh People Magazine, Huffington Post, Jimmy Kimmel, they all covered the story. But yeah, so basically... And I've read other articles about this. The bottles were completely cleaned. At first, they thought it might be um, like a local that was stashing alcohol in it. Like like pouring alcohol mm-hmm. and then hiding it and having a little place to get a little sauced up, if you know what I mean. But it wasn't. They were completely rinsed out. You could like lightly smell the aroma of A1. Also, I love A1. I'll eat A1 on anything. A1. Uh, but it's, it's good, right?
2: But it, wait. Is this an unsolved mystery? Because –
1: it is.
2: I'm mad now. Now I'm mad. I was like, I was like waiting for the. It's n- nobody knows.
1: Nobody knows. The mystery is. Uh, so I got to give it up for. Oh shoot! Do I not have this writer? I'm gonna have to look it up. It was on Reuters. Um, Reuters. But uh, someone told Reuters, us. Reuters, sorry, Somebody Reuters. Told us Reuters. That we both Reuters. Call it
0: Reuters. We both have well, called we're- it Reuters in the past. It's Reuters, and I appreciate that that person told us.
1: Reuters. Uh God, I love I'm reading Reuters four or five times a day at this point. Uh this is the last <laughs> sentence. The mystery is well done, so we'll put a fork in it and call it a day. The A one hey, sauce man. mystery is officially a cold condiment case. Oh, so that's, a slam Ro- dunking, that's Reuters but, yeah.
0: getting some flavor in there. That's a It's right
1: Reuters there. or Reuters. Um <laughs> But anyways, fifty five empty, clean, delabeled A one bottles hidden amongst the books. Security cameras reviewed No, no culprits. I say it's an inside job. Okay, I I like that
2: theory.
0: I think it's a librarian getting some interest in the library.
2: We had we. I one time worked on a show where a poor young writer refused to try flaming hot funions. Okay. and it was a thing of the, like all the writers love the Funyuns. He just would not sure. try it. So another writer who shall remain nameless, but a friend of ours would just hide one Funyun
0: <laughs> uh,
2: in this guy's like world, including like, he tied one to a string to his <laughs> phone and then would call him. And so he'd pick up and like a Funyun. It just went on for so long until he had to, like, and he never tried the Funyun. And it never ended. Like, the show ended before this, like, tirade ended between two of them and he never had it. But I suspect that it's some, there's somebody that was like trying to make a point about A1 Steak Sauce. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Maybe. I mean Ohio, oh, Ohio is coming up fast, right? Like Kurt and I've been doing this now for a few months. We've been doing bananas and like Michigan, Florida and Ohio are really they are neck and neck for just inexplicable weird shit. things. Mm-hmm. I oh they're in another one not in this article. I think it's I think it's that those
0: three states have very specific laws as to release uh, arrest records constantly, like uh, make them public record. Florida. I don't think that they're weirder than any other state. Uh, I think no. it's just literally they're telling the world about it because they believe in yeah. freedom.
1: <laughs> it is so funny, too. This is a great... And if it's just somebody just doing it for the hell of it, like if it's just somebody that's like, uh, you know what, this is funny... um hats off to you if for in any reason in a miracle world you're listening to this podcast it is the best just throw some absurdity into the world kurt and i have always that's our whole thing we just throw absurdity in the world these librarians are bored as hell they're loving that they're discovering these and you know when they would get there in the morning or leave at night they're probably like checking the books a little more going through the periodicals (laughs) scrolling through that microfiche um this is the kind of thing Also I love I, A1. I know. This is the kind of thing
0: Scotty and I absolutely love. because um, I used to like I used to go in and buy I would buy greeting cards at CVS, take them home, and then sign them with alternate endings and then take them back, sneak them back in the store and then put them back on the shelves so then people would just oh, like yes. find them, you know? <laughs> like I think one was like, Happy birthday, you're two. And then it opened up and it just said, only one more year until memories.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: um, like stuff like that. I have it, hundreds of them on my Instagram from way back. Um, are yeah. you guys ready for another story?
2: Yeah. All
0: right. Oh, heck yeah.
2: This is the best.
0: This is, a, this is possibly controversial, but it involves a lot of funny names. And so I had to do okay. it. Okay. You bet. Parents, this is from The Guardian. This is by Barbara, Barbara McMahon. Uh, in Sydney, parents lose custody of girl for naming her Tallulah does the hula from Hawaii. Okay. (laughs) A, A nine year old girl whose parents named her Tallulah does the hula from Hawaii was put into court guardianship in New Zealand so that her name could be changed. A family court judge, Rob Murfit, gave the order after hearing that the child was embarrassed about her name and had refused to reveal it to her friends. She told people her name was Kay because she feared being mocked and teased. The yeah. judge criticized parents who give their offspring bizarre names, saying "Expose children to ridicule among their peers. The court is profoundly mm. concerned about the very poor judgment that this child's parents have shown in choosing this name and makes a fool of the child and sets her up with a social disability and handicap unnecessarily. Uh, In his written ruling, he said names such as Stallion, Yeah Detroit, (laughs) Fish and Chips, (laughs) Twisty Poi, Keenan Got Lucy, and Sex Fruit were prohibited by registration officials. Other names that were permitted, including twins named Benson and
1: Hedges. (laughs) Oh, yes a great cigarette and Bartles and James while we're at it Uh,
0: other children called midnight chardonnay number (laughs) (laughs) number 16 bus shelter and the judge added tragically violence (laughs) Uh, another mother tried to use text language for her child's name he said this kid this goes on and on and on uh and I I think that when I come down on this, I think you're allowed to name your kid whatever the fuck you want. As long yes. as there's no abuse happening uh, whatsoever and they gave a crazy name, I don't think that this judge, I mean, like, this this, this girl is now in court guardianship in New Zealand, so she's like, if her parents are like, derelict and everything like that that's another story but if the only yeah. thing is that they named her crazy name like they can go fuck off like you're allowed to name your kid whatever you want i think that's my opinion
2: i don't i don't know i don't i don't disagree with the freedom but at the same time naming your kid to what is it to
0: from the Tulula <laughs> <laughs> uh Talula does the hula from Hawaii
2: I mean come on Like come on <laughs> like, That poor girl You know But I feel like you have to sort of tough it out And then when you're 18 you can change your fucking name Like it's like a, it's, it's not foster care worthy. yeah. I grant you that.
0: Yeah, I just I hope she's not in a foster home now. Yeah. I hope it was just like she was put into court guardianship, changed her name, and then like you know went yeah. back. Well, unless but, her parents are drug addicts, then they can go fuck themselves. Sure. But
2: but they're yeah. also dicks for doing that to their ki- like
0: they're like, they're totally dicks. Yeah, like
2: that's a dick move. I just do. worry. There's,
0: I just worry that it can be used for nefarious purposes. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like telling yeah. people that they can't name their kids certain things because it seems like culturally weird to them. Yeah.
2: Can you pronounce Elon Musk's kids name, anybody? Oh
0: Lucianne oh, Lucianne
1: um, Lucian could. What was it, Kurt? I can't yeah, remember it's now.
0: Something like it's something like Star Fox. Or Foxfire, maybe, is like the mm-hmm. It's like a reference to a specific type of missile or something.
2: Yeah. No, I get the acronym of it, but the pronunciation. I just, you know, as someone who has to spell my name and explain it multiple times every time I meet somebody, you know, but I have a cool name, so I can't imagine if it was like a dick name. Like, I feel like that would be a little mean a i know little. this is this is yeah. really
0: i come down i'm 50 I, like now i'm 50 50 on it you know think
2: what about I mean? it, like you love your kids so much right like there it's like you exactly in the best but what kind of fucked up thinking psychology were you like i love my kid so much that i want to fuck with him from the day yeah he's born, by giving him a name that like makes no sense yeah yeah uh- uh-huh.
1: I I also think the reverse is when you're an adult, it should be easier to change your name. I think you should be able to change, as long as your social security number says the same, I think you should be able to change your legal name. It should be so much easier. I think it would be really, it should be like vanity license plates, whatever the heck you want to do. Light it up. I think this, this is what I'm going to throw out there.
0: Uh oh I'm scared. I think uh, children should be able to change their name easily. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Easily, mm-hmm. because then I think mm-hmm. we're going to have a lot of creative names out there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> just, yes. Just just jazz butterfly and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful.
2: What would Olive Beautiful.
0: Name? Oh, I know. A, yeah. She has a couple names. Um, Stephanie the dog is her current <laughs> favorite go to. Um, Great name for a kid. Yeah. 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 She's like, I'm Stephanie the dog. And I'm like, you're Stephanie the dog. <laughs> so sure, her name would right be now Stephanie the dog. But if it's easy, if you could change your name pretty easily, I guess that's a whole problem with like passports and stuff. But
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They're going to be scanning our eyeballs and our everything anyways. And do, do you remember this... This is an old story, and I, I, I hope I get these names right, and I will Google it after the pod, but like 20 years ago, these two drunk Brits, after their soccer team won, after a football match, they went and got their name – they were so pumped up and drunk, they made this agreement, and they legally changed their names to – um, Crazy Horse Invincible and Spaceman <laughs> Africa. I'm almost positive that's right. Uh, because it's Spaceman Africa is for sure right, and it's something... I think it, it is right Crazy now. Horse Invincible, but they went and they were like, let's do it. And so out there in the world, Crazy Horse Invincible and Spaceman Africa are cheering on their football team. Oh, you know what? I hope they
0: I just have to say, ahead, I have to... Uh, I uh, I have to apologize, guys, because um, I did not give my credits. Both of those last things that I talked about uh, were sent Uh-oh. in by uh, listeners, and I'm yes. going to quickly look them up right now. Give it
1: to us.
0: Uh, oh, no, wait. No that, no, that one wasn't, but
1: Tallulah. Tallulah came from someone. Yes. I'll give See, you I, something. You, Kurt's looking. No. Here's a fact for you, Hand. On Independence Day, which is this weekend, even though this podcast will come out two weeks from now, Americans will enjoy 150 million hot dogs. That's
2: disgusting. that's
1: enough to stretch from DC to LA more than five times. That's, that's happening upsetting. today. <laughs> that's very upsetting.
0: All right, that's, here, uh, the Tallulah from uh, Hula from Hawaii was sent in by Sarah Knux <laughs> Morg. Sarah okay. Sarah Knux Morg. I don't know how I say okay. your name. Uh, maybe that is why she sent it in. Um, she rocks. All right. We have one last. We, we have time for two. We have three minutes, Scotty. Do you got one? Three minutes?
1: <clears throat> yeah, of course I do. This one's from the New York Post, but written by Ben Cost. Ben Cost is taking over K-Thor Jensen's reign as the weirdest stories. Right. Headline, man's bladder explodes after holding in pee for 18 hours after beer binge. No didn't know it was possible here is how ben starts ben's a slam dunker you're in trouble so good Uh, (laughs) um and in in an incident that redefined sleeping it off a chinese man's bladder burst when he unknowingly held his pee for 18 hours after binging on booze the 40 year old man identified as mr h reportedly fell asleep passed out good writing ben after downing 10 bottles of beer during a heavy drinking session the night before Uh, Without heeding nature's calls, after experiencing searing abdominal pains, the logger-logged soul reported to the People's Hospital uh, in eastern China, where a CT scan revealed that his bladder was torn in three places. The the pee-induced pain was so intense that Mr. H was unable to lie flat, and he failed to relieve himself of a massive urine reservoir (laughs) despite several attempts. So, I'll save us some time. Go ahead, Hand.
2: I I just want to commend that con- bladder control because I feel, especially having just been pregnant, <laughs> I would just piss my pants. Like, yeah. how, you, sure. how could you? I'm so confused.
0: Well, what they don't mention is he had a cork up his dick. <laughs> thank you he got drunk and he said cork up my dick going little,
2: to bed like one of those yeah. like, yoga ball like
1: little. <laughs> things.
2: It's like hey. that's insane
1: yeah i know and uh while bladder explosions are rare uh local hospital cl- the local hospital claims that every year they admit at least one such patient uh, binging on beers are a uh, perfect recipe. Quote, when you drink alcohol, it causes the body to produce more urine than usual. So that can potentially contribute to bladder being full. So, yeah, this guy popped his bladder after 10 wow. beers and holding it, passed out and holding it. I didn't know it was possible. I thought Me you either. just beat yourself or something. My, Good I, job, I, guys.
2: Um, that is, wow.
1: Oh, my
0: gosh. And poor, thank this you poor poor guy. so much for being on the show.
2: Thank you for having me. This is a blast, you guys.
0: Um, is there anything you want we to? We would love before to have Go.
2: I just there's this new podcast, Bananas. I am so oh, in yes. love with you guys. No, I, I, uh, no, I'm in a, I'm in a bubble of infancy. You're in a
0: holding pattern. Yeah.
2: It's all good.
0: It's good. It's a. It's going to be a beautiful thing someday. I know it's right. not beautiful right now. <laughs> uh, as we leave you all, uh, thank you for listening To this episode of Bananas, and I want to Mm -hmm. leave you with this tantalizing title uh, Mm. from task and purpose, written by Jared Keller, Mm. June twenty ninth, twenty twenty. Navy to sailors: Please stop buying LSD
1: online. (laughs) All right, we'll get into that one never, but think about it for the rest of your life. Bananas. Bananas.
0: This has been an exactly right production.
1: Produced and engineered by Katie Levine.
0: Theme song by Kehan Amati. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. So please follow us on Instagram at
1: The Bananas Podcast, where we post so many more stories and make it here. And you can share with us your strange news story by DMing us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast. So listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple
0: Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Bananas.
0: Bananas.